The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare i'm jack armstrong he's joe getty we're the armstrong and getty show we cover the stories the mainstream media ignores stories that are important to your life and important to the world the election of course the many trials of donald trump couple of wars gender bending madness why are kids looking at so much social media and we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening And we return to Our American Stories. Up next, a story from our regular contributor and podcast listener, Brent Timmons. Today, Brent shares with us a story about his grandfather. Take it away, Brent. From 1949 to 1951, my grandfather operated a gas station out of a small building he rented in Millsboro, Delaware. He was known to us grandchildren as Pop-Up. The business was moderately successful, but could have been more so if Pop-Up had not extended so much credit to his customers. This doesn't surprise me, as he had a kind and compassionate heart. Things came to an end when the arrangement between Pop-Up and the landlord went sour. He closed the doors and lost what he had been owed. I never discussed the venture directly with Pop-Up. Of course, in hindsight, I wish I had. 
but I do have my father's recollection. He worked at the station some and would have been about 16 years old at the time. A couple of years ago, I found a picture of Pop-Up standing in front of that building, and I got the notion to recreate the photo. So our daughter Sarah and I headed down to Millsboro after work one day. Sarah posed me appropriately, shot the photos, and then edited them to resemble the original. Pop-Up is about 40 years old in the picture I had found. I'm 58 in our recreated picture. Pop-Up lived a very different life than I have lived, a hard life that took its toll on his body. In my very first memories of him, he had the appearance of an old man. Even though children are a terrible judge of age, this was, in fact, probably an accurate observation. In addition to his aged look, Pop-Up had another peculiar feature. Sometime in his younger days, perhaps his 30s, he was at one end of a long, heavy pipe, carrying it with someone else. The other man dropped his end, and the quick shifting ended up cutting Pop-Up's index finger. The cut healed poorly and resulted in his inability to draw that finger closed. It was always oriented in a pointing direction. That pointing was a factor in it being broken while starting his old tractor with a hand crank. Another round of poor healing resulted in his finger becoming crooked. My dad tells a story about riding with Pop-Up in his truck and having people frequently wave at them as they passed. Who was that? Dad would ask. I don't know, son, Pop-Up would reply. It wasn't until some time later that Dad realized it was Pop-Up's finger stuck out from the steering wheel, which made people think it was Pop-Up waving to them. They would respond with a friendly wave in return. I enjoy considering what traits I inherited from my family. Traits that came about naturally. Obviously, when you look at the picture Sarah and I created, you can see that I didn't get my build from Pop-Up. But there are parts of my temperament which I'm sure came from him. Pop-Up was quiet, gentle, avoided confrontation, not prone to a lot of conversation. He led a simple life. And as long as he was making ends meet, he was content in that. Although those qualities were tempered by the tingle influence I received through my mother, I can easily see the pop-up Timmons in my own life. I am convinced that much of what I inherited from him was through genes which encouraged those traits, rather than through the relationship we had. He lived five doors down the road, and I was in his house more than any other besides my own. But perhaps due to the age difference, or his quiet demeanor, I would not say we were close. Now, my relationship with my grandmother was a different story, and she would eventually help me understand who my pop-up was. While pop-up's gas station was less than a big success, there was a venture which created much of his legacy. Pop-Up bought a farm just outside of Dagsboro, 
He tilled the land, mostly growing corn and harvesting it by hand. He also grew what my dad called truck crops, vegetables which would be hauled to the market in a truck. The income from the farm was not enough to live on. Popop also held a full-time job at a local hatchery. Some years after he purchased the farm, he did that thing which farmers tend to avoid. He had it surveyed into building lots and then began to sell them off. He continued to farm the land he hadn't sold. This process started long before I was born and continued on until the last lot was sold about the time I finished college. Part of his motivation was to supplement his income with the sale of the land, but part of what he really wanted to do was expressed to me by my grandmother. She said to me one day, Vernon wanted to sell people an affordable lot so they could have a home. That one idea said a lot about Pop-Up. In fact, it said about all I needed to know about him in order to make a judgment. My dad ended up with a couple of those lots, and that's where I grew up. That short ride down to Pop-Up's house went past homes built on lots which Pop-Up had sold to people. Many of the kids in our neighborhood, who I grew up with, lived in homes built on lots, which had once belonged to Pop-Up. Some of my parents' best friends lived in homes built on lots, which Pop-Up had sold. There was a dirt road which ran through the farm, with lots on either side. When I was young, there were only a few houses built. I learned to drive a car on that road. We rode go-karts and mini-bikes up and down it as fast as we could go. My uncle pulled us down that road behind his truck on sleds in the snow. It was on one of these lots which Pop-Up cultivated his garden and grew potatoes which we helped him dig out, which he then shared with us. I don't know that Pop-Up ever looked out on his farm and those lots with their little houses and said to himself, I had a part in that. It would not have surprised me if he never gave it much thought. He was very busy, leading his quiet life. Pop-Up had an undeniable influence on my childhood, simply by his purchase of that farm and by what he did with it. He had an undeniable influence on my parents, and on our neighbors, and on our neighbors' children. You would never have gathered that by talking to him about it. But if you saw him passing you, you might assume from his unintentional finger wave that he was your friend. You might assume correctly that it was part of his character to look out for his fellow man. At Pop-Up's funeral, our pastor, Jim Burton, mentioned something which I had been part of, but had never given much thought to, as far as I can remember, up until his death, my mom and pop-up had a standing invitation for anyone from the family to join them for Sunday dinner. Since we lived just down the road, our family was there frequently. Pastor Jim pointed out that standing invitation and chalked it up to pop-up's generosity, his kind heart, and his love of his family. I had taken that for granted, that is, until that moment. From then on, I never took Pop-Up's kindness as ordinary. 
It was with this in mind that Sarah and I trekked down to that little building after work, and I stood in front of it, trying my best to look like Pop-Up. And a special thanks to Brent Timmons for the story. And it's a grandfather-grandson story. We haven't done a lot of those. A lot of father-son, a lot of mother-daughter, but not a lot of grandfather-grandson or grandparents and grandchildren's stories. By the way, if you have some, send them to us. They're beauties. Be sure to check out all of Brent's other stories on the Our American Stories website. Also, a special thanks to Monty Montgomery for the audio post-production on the story. And as he put it, Pop-Pop lived a hard life, even in his early pictures. He looked old. By the way, look at pictures from the 1920s of people in the 18. They look like they're 40. It's unbelievable. And that farm that Pop-Pop had and what he did with it, selling off the lots and doing good with it, including two to his own son, and then that eulogy. And then the photo that followed. A beautiful story, a love story between a grandson and a grandfather. Brent Timmons' story and his pop-pop here on Our American Stories. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.